0: Hi everyone, you're listening to the Run Your Life podcast and I'm host Andy Vasily. podcast with host Andy Vassili. As always, I want to thank you for your time and energy and for tuning in to any episode that you can. As well, I really do appreciate you sharing these episodes on social media or sharing with friends who you feel will benefit from tuning in as well. Today on the show, we'll explore the theme of authentic leadership. And what it means to lead with true well being in mind. And there is a lot of talk in the media right now, and a lot of stories being shared that indicate that many workplaces around the world right now have a mental health crisis and are plagued with low morale and well being. Organizations that have higher levels of well being, mental health, and morale. Are probably being led by leaders who make it a priority to consistently be impactful in their words and actions in order to bolster morale and to provide the conditions for people to feel a sense of worth appreciation and value in the workplace but when you think about it more closely what do you think separates these types of leaders from leaders who merely pay lip service to the themes of well-being, mental health, and morale. Questions to definitely think about as we dive more deeply into the focus of today's podcast. The topic of leadership is familiar to all people, and it truly knows no cultural boundaries. Writings on leadership date back over 5,000 years. However, the systematic social scientific study of leadership did not begin until the early 1930s, but since that time it has been focused on heavily in the research. So bearing that in mind, what does current research reveal about the role of leadership as it relates to well-being in the workplace? We'll explore this question further in today's episode, but to begin... A few quotes come to mind that I want to share. Well-known leadership coach and best-selling author, John Maxwell, once said, The greatest gap in the world is the gap between knowing and doing. So what does this mean in regards to your leadership? If you are listening to this and you have a formal leadership position, what comes up for you when you think of that question? and if you are an aspiring leader what comes up for you as you begin your journey towards becoming an impactful leader there is a big difference between reading about great leadership in books and research articles and actually challenging ourselves to apply what we learn from books and research articles in our everyday leadership practice the real art of leadership is to apply this learning with consistency. And a recent guest on my podcast, best-selling author, Daniel Pink, sums this idea up perfectly when he says, consistently good enough beats occasionally great. There is no doubt that the hardest part of leadership can be to show up consistently for those who you serve. So they not only know they matter to you, but that you have invested the time and energy needed to make them feel seen, valued, and appreciated. To add a little more texture to this idea, let's look at the work of Nobel Prize winning scientist Daniel Kahneman, who says that we experience approximately 20,000 individual moments in each waking day and that each moment lasts only a few seconds. But if you consider any strong memory, positive or negative, you'll notice that the imagery in your mind is actually defined by your recollection of a precise point in time. And rarely does a neutral encounter stay in your mind. But more importantly, these memorable moments are always either positive or negative. So, these memorable moments, either positive or negative, can be hugely impactful on levels of well being and morale in the workplace. So, in better understanding this, what is your role as a leader in creating these memorable moments? Let's say, for example, a leader has his or her head down, checking messages on their phone as they walk down a hallway. Avoiding eye contact or interaction with a passing colleague. As opposed to a 5 or 10 second interaction where the leader thanks them for something they did that day or the week before that made a positive impact in the organization. When you think of those two scenarios, you can definitely notice the difference between them studies have shown that even the smallest of interactions five to ten seconds in length for example can have lasting impact on mental health and well-being in the workplace yet oftentimes according to the research the potential impact of these types of moments are often lost as many leaders fail to understand just how important these small interactions can have on generating positivity and feelings of worth and value in the organization. Stephen Covey once said that leadership is about communicating others' worth and potential so clearly that they are inspired to see it in themselves. Bearing this quote in mind, how can leaders build the inner capacity to better communicate the actual worth and value that people contribute to the workplace? Studies have shown that leaders will often share appreciation for workers in the organization through whole group emails or announcements, but that the most powerful form of appreciation comes through face-to-face, one-to-one interactions. And many leaders fail to show this type of appreciation in a one-to-one setting and opt for the much easier route which is through blanket whole group announcements that show group appreciation rather than one-to-one appreciation. So finding that balance between whole group and one-to-one is critical if a leader is to be more successful in their role of promoting deeper well-being and increasing morale in the workplace. Let's now take a look a little more closely at recent research conducted by Forbes magazine on well being in the workplace. In this article, straight out of the gates, the writer emphasizes that leaders have an outsized impact on mental health in the workplace. This is a rather bold and daunting statement that is a bit scary when you think about it, especially if you are a leader. The article was written by Dr. Tracy Brower and was recently published in January, 2023. So it's a very recent article with very recent relevant research. And according to the article itself, new data suggests that for almost 70% of people, their manager or leader has more impact on their mental health than their therapist or their doctor and it's equal to the impact that their partner has on their mental health and well-being so it's clear that the stakes for leadership have always been high but knowing you're affecting people that much should be cause for leaders to take stock and ensure they're doing all they can to be their best and have their most positive impact on the people around them in the workplace. The article implores leaders to recognize the genuine impact that they have on well-being in the workplace, and according to statistics, 35% of people say that their leaders or managers fail to recognize their own impact on others' well-being. As the article states, they must become more aware, actually much more aware, of what they call the leadership laser. And what this means is simply put, leaders have an outsized impact. And people tend to put leadership behavior under a microscope, paying close attention to what leaders actually say and do, and what they fail to say and do, which accounts for much of the discontent and lack of worth that people oftentimes feel in the workplace, according to the research. Leaders can be much more impactful by taking action to tune in much more to see when people are out of sorts or when they may need extra support, especially when they are working through difficult or challenging problems or issues. And the research here shows the direct impact that simple check ins can have on levels of innovation, engagement, and retention in the workplace. So it's definitely something to put front and center as we reflect on our own leadership style and practice. To close off today's short episode on leadership, I want to share with you three practical strategies that leaders can implement with more consistency in their day-to-day leadership practice. And doing so, according to the research, will definitely help improve well-being and morale in the workplace. If you are already doing some of these, great. I'm sure the staff morale and well-being must be pretty high in your workplace. But if you are not doing any of these strategies or applying any of these strategies with consistency, I highly suggest you take a chance to give them a try. So I'll refer to it simply as ABC, with A being acknowledge, B meaning be mindful, and C emphasizing the importance of being compassion focused at all times. So ABC. So let's jump into the A part now. So A is about acknowledging others more frequently with quick daily interactions that allow you to not only connect with them, but also commend them for good things you are seeing in their work. Remember the impact that these small but highly positive moments can have on morale and well-being in the workplace. So there really is no excuse to not check in more frequently, especially knowing the evidence around the impact that these small interactions can have. So set yourself a goal, if you're a leader, to just do more check-ins, whether that be informally in the hallways, uh, going to people's offices, whatever it is, just take more time for quick daily check-ins. We're going to slide over to the B part now, which is about being mindful. So B is about Breathing and being mindful yourself and being mindful of your own mental health as a leader is critically important as is being self-compassionate with yourself and recognizing that leadership is hard work. The research around mindfulness and leadership shows clearly that taking a few minutes each day to implement specific breath work. In a quiet place can help us to be more calm and poised, especially when we become emotionally dysregulated ourselves due to the stress of the job. Putting ourselves in the best position possible to do great work with consistency requires that leaders look after themselves. You can check out different types of breathing techniques on YouTube and try devoting just five to ten minutes each day to a quiet mindfulness practice focused on breath work. I promise you, you won't regret it. Moving over to the C part, remember that compassion is key, and that having compassion in the workplace is essential to building morale and well-being. But without action, compassion is pointless. I recently came across this formula for promoting higher well-being, which is empathy plus action equals true compassion. What this means is that empathy alone, or the ability to understand and share the feelings of another, is simply not enough. When leaders spend time getting to know what's happening on deeper levels in the workplace, they cannot help but feel empathy for those who they lead. However, the most imperative piece of this puzzle is taking action. Hence, the formula empathy plus action equals true compassion. And to be a truly compassionate leader, you must take action. What action means is highly contextual, though, and depends on the people you are leading. But taking action in ways that help you to better see acknowledge, support, and inspire those who you lead can go a long way in building much higher morale and well-being in the workplace. So in closing, today's quick episode is meant to spark your own thinking as a leader, not only recognizing what you might be doing well already, but also doubling down on what you might need to do to be more impactful in the workplace. Remember that to close the massive gap between knowing and doing, we all must take more action as leaders with consistency to better meet the needs of those who we serve. As you think about your own leadership style, Can you acknowledge just one thing that resonates with you in regards to today's episode? And what is one thing you might need to do better? On a scale of 1 to 10, how committed can you be to making this needed change? And how will you know the impact it has? If this episode has resonated with you, I'd love for you to share it on Twitter facebook or linkedin and be sure to tag me so we can connect as always thanks for listening folks and may you continue to make a difference in your own way in the work you do one person at a time thanks for listening
1: you hear And if you're lost, go see the ocean It will always help you steer Someday you will be stronger than you are now But you will not know everything When the water's spilling over the bow You'll still have me in the you gotta get up to get down kid you gotta get down to get up again you gotta get up to get down kid you gotta get down to get still won't know everything When I'm passing up and over the clouds I hope that you'll have learned from me Someday you will be stronger than you are now But you will not know everything And when the water's spilling over the bow. You'll still have me in the way. You gotta get up to get down, kid. You gotta get down to get up again. You gotta get up to get down, kid. You gotta get down to get up again. You gotta get up to get down, kid. You gotta get down to get up again You gotta get up to get down again You gotta get down to get up